city sleeps, dreams awaken. Welcome to Heaven on High, a noir city of mist adventure on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on session seven of Heaven on High, a City of Mist actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast Network. To see all other episodes of Heaven on High, please visit happyjacks.org forward slash heaven on high and find all the other shows on the happy jack network please visit happyjacks.org there's plenty to take up take a look from check them all out i am lloyd your intro gm and i'm joined by three incredibly beautiful people who will be with us we're missing a fourth but we'll work that magic out when the time comes don't worry about it it'll be great look good hey starting off uh leona Oh, that's me. It's not Joe. Hi, I'm really <laughs> your intro player. <laughs> I was like, why is it me this time? This is a plot twist. Hi, oh. I'm Leona, your intro player. Uh, today, I am playing Shanti, a.k.a. Priya, a.k.a. Shanti Priya, our uh, beloved vengeful ghost. Uh, we move on to Rose. Hi, I'm Rose. I am back playing your favorite character in the world, Holly Hart. And finally, we'll go on to Joe. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe, and I'm playing Jacob slash the Big Bad Wolf. Thank you all for joining us for this lovely game and everything that's in here. And we love each and every single one of you. And we love all of you out there who are listening in. But let's get to the meat of the product. So, last episode, we discovered a bunch of things that are very important. One, Venus got, Venus got her groove back. Holly got her groove back. Everybody's got their groove back. Life is good. Two, we discovered the name of the next Dream Eater, which would be Alice, which, for those of you who don't know and weren't here for session zero, is one of the dreamers who did not, in fact, wake up to the land of the dreaming. So they do not know they have powers. At least that's what the players think at this time. Three, Holly has woken up into the normal world and is feeling great. And we're going to go down to her. But more importantly, we also discovered that Erin Kent Foundation, which has been the pseudo big bad at the background of most of the episodes that have been going through, is run by someone who identifies as Frankenstein, which is very connected to our player who's not here. But don't worry about it for now. We're going to cut away from all of that, and I'm going to set the scene, and I'm going to go and go from there. Ah, that was a lot. That was a mouthful. In a minute. One second. Oh, I'm sorry, and... Lloyd, you were muted. Can we? Uh... <laughs> that have been the worst. There is a slight gray tint in the hospital room, the private hospital room that Holly has. There is, of course, the, the generic uh, table, um, like bed pushed in with the curtain on the side. There is a lovely little pot of flowers right next to a thing signed with Jackie on it and a heart because they can. The radio is at the top and ironically, it's playing Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham. This is the setting we have with the sun coming in and increasing the grayness without making it brighter. But the brightness is done when the door opens up and our two other characters being Priya and Jacob waltz in. The music goes a little bit higher for a second, but I'm assuming Holly at some time will reach up and stop the music when they feel like it. Otherwise, it'll be playing through the entire scene. So keep listening to it in the back of your mind, playing in that, that 80s radio style. So it's like, in the background of everything. 
everyone, you have the wheel. So as you come in, um, you actually, the, the music as the door opens, it's been kind of playing as they come up to the door, they open the door and the music starts to get drowned out by um, very loud bitching. Um, as uh, Holly is holding a cigarette high in the air as a nurse tries to take it from her. You can't smoke in here. And she's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Keep going. It's great. Keep the, I mean, like, yeah. So that's going back and forth. Just back and forth arguing like cigarettes over here, cigarettes over there. <laughs> just like. I feel like I should be surprised, but I'm not. Holly, what are you doing? And Priya walks in. She's wearing jeans and a, and a leather jacket and a blouse. Like, I don't know. She's just, she's just kind of. Kind of just casually, but casual chic um, is her vibe today. Eventually, the nurse does grab Holly's arm, um, and the the camera kind of comes in, and Holly is noticeably thinner. Um, her cheeks are a little bit hollow. Um, she looks reduced from what she was before, and she kind of gives up eventually, and the nurse... Um, Stamp, stamps out the cigarette, throws it away, and walks out in a huff. Um, and Holly, sitting there in a hospital gown, turns over and looks at um, Priya and Jacob. <sighs> Hi. Hi. Keeping things interesting, are you? You ever quit smoking cold turkey and wake up with uh, withdrawal? Ooh. It's not fun. can't say I have. Ouch. Yep. And that's when she pulls the pack out that she had hidden, pulls out another cigarette, lights it. <laughs> Jacob's gonna close the door. Thank you. Um, Bria, like, goes to the window and, like, cracks it open. There's, like, a tiny, like, little, like, desk fan type thing on one of, like, the corner tables, and she, like, turns it so that the smoke blows out the window. <laughs> is Samuel in the same room? Samuel is not in the same room. Samuel's in a different room. You had the privilege of having your old room being who you were. Cool. But you have heard that Samuel is around and is awake and is also being kept in the hospital. Cool. You may visit him at any time that you wish after the scene. Um, Holly turns and kicks her legs over the side of the bed. And um, there's this tasteful scene of her just pulling the hospital gown over her head and throwing it to the side. Grabs the folded t-shirt on the bedside and starts pulling it on. Jacob turns uh, around. And where are you going? Good question. Yeah. Sit. Start Sit. it like arm goes through shirt hole. Arm goes through shirt hole. I can't, Holly. Holly, I'm not even a nurse. If I let you do this, they're gonna. I'm gonna be in deep shit. I won't even be able to see you anymore. Get to the Holly, please. Um, Sit. please, 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 please. She sits there, just kind of with her shirt on, no pants. <laughs> just <laughs> who needs pants? <sighs> Priya like bats her eyes at Holly to be like, please. She relents in not getting up immediately. <laughs> She'll take it. Um, she kind of sits there for a minute. 
where where were you off to? Anywhere else? I mean, I don't blame you. Hospitals are miserable places. It's not um, the hospital. Um, okay. I... Things are bad on the other side. Really bad. Okay. And, um... Things. I need to change the scenery. And she grabs her pants and starts trying to put them on. Okay. Um, uh, the, the outside, courtyard. Courtyard? Yeah, that's fine. She pulls on pants, doesn't even put shoes on, and starts trying to leave. Uh, I don't know to let you out like that. Um, the kind of kind of just like looks at Jacob for like help. <laughs> if there's any help to be had, I don't think there is. Nope. <laughs> Jacob's gonna open the door and just yeah, let's go. Cool. There's a let's go before they hand us the bill. Oh, Christ. Um, there are two orderlies outside who see you and nod, but they are, like, right next to you. And they do go, uh, courtesy of the hospital, we have been told we're not allowed to let you leave the building, but you're allowed to walk around. We apologize. Uh, courtyard? Can we, can we, can we compromise? Courtyard? Absolutely. A little at her goes, yes, they nod and they come along. The other thing you notice, uh, Rose, is how incredibly immaculate the place that you are staying in is. The place that the ward that you're put in is mostly reserved for people who have paid a bit more for private. Mm. Okay. Um, since she's got the orderlies with her, um, she's going to turn to one of them and say, who paid for this room? They look, they look at each other and they go, we just work for the... One goes, we just work for... And the other one says, I've been told to tell you, um, th um, thank you, our debt is paid, Venus. Hmm. Um, she kind of steps away from them and goes, okay, that's one person off the kill list for now. Um, and just kind of... Oh, you, you have no... Oh, God. We have so much... Right, you... Right, right, right. Okay, quite good. Uh, yeah, she starts walking and like gets a bit of distance ahead of the orderlies and goes, yeah, we need to talk somewhere private. We definitely need to talk somewhere private. Um... We're going to pause here and we're going to cut to the courtyard. I'm assuming unless you want to do something between now and the courtyard. No. I'm going to assume you have told everything to everyone. So yes. the entire escapade last three episodes and everything to do with Rose and the Dreaming. But feel free to now jump in with the parts you want to emphasize. Um, yeah, well, I think we'll kind of end on Holly saying, and after they were all dead, Venus showed up and offered me a deal. The okay. axe for our freedom. The axe? Yeah, you noticed I didn't have it? Yeah. You you gave her the axe. Yeah. It's not like I really had much of a choice. Okay. You want it back? She kind of sits down 
Um, Holly was pretty brief with her description of what it was like being in the dream for that long and what exactly she was doing. Mm -hmm. And she kind of sits there and goes, um, the ax had its own agenda. Um, it, it was pushing me in a pretty bad direction. And now that it's away from me, um, I don't know if I want it back, but, um, Understandable. Yeah. Um. What's Venus gonna do with an axe? I mean, with that axe. Venus doesn't have it. Someone else does. Who? Yeah. Someone the wolf's got some bad blood with. Right. Yeah. Don't be vague. Who? That guy. Liked you? Oh, son of uh, a bitch. Pretty, and Lloyd, correct me if I'm mistaken. I'm pretty sure he walked out with your axe when I came to he, you last Yes, time. definitely walked out with the axe. And yes, you have met them before. They were the ones that took all the old people out of the old people's home. Fuck. Fuck. Pretty sure the wolf recognized them from the other place, too. He tends <sighs> to be part of the story. The woodsman. I'm sorry. Uh, Venus is like back this. on the kill list. I don't know Venus had anything to do with it. She's the one who took the axe. She's the um, reason he has it. It's alright. The wolf's been wanting a rematch for a long time. Maybe he'll finally get what he wants. Right now, all I care about is you. Thanks. I know it's hard because I have a kill list, um, but take a couple days, please. Actually rest, because you weren't resting. I've got work to do. Don't we all, but you can wait a couple days. Yeah, maybe. Um, in the meantime, what's our next move? We need to talk about Alice. Yeah. Clarification. All right. Is yeah. Alice, was the note the name of the current Dream Eater? Or the next uh, dream eater. The next dream eater mm. was a name that was written up there because that's what she promised. Okay. And on that note, I'm now going to take the wheel for a second and give a crypt description. So, before I do this, is it okay if I describe Alice, or would any of you like to tell me what Alice looks like? Because I haven't. I've essentially left that vague for everyone else to go for. Go for it. Okay. So we see. 
an alarm go off on the side. It is it starts blaring at like seven a.m. and the hand reaches out, uh, slightly darkened skin hand reaches out and hits the button. And then this woman pulls this cover of her head. Her hair is like in an incredible immaculate afro at the top, and she looks absolutely tired. And she looks around her looking incredibly tired, and she sort of pulls herself up, and then she sort of like straightens her hair. She tries to, but you can't do anything with that fro. She looks to her left, and you see someone's like asleep, just snoring away, and she's like, ugh and rolls her eyes and then we see her go into the bathroom we have like constant shots of her like brushing her teeth doing her makeup sorting her hair out the fro now becomes like a bun at the back and oh i disappeared the machine i can't remember i can't move too far back the fro becomes like a bun ah i did it again at the back <laughs> apparently i'm not allowed to wear her back you're a wizard lloyd <laughs> the fro becomes like a bun at the back she straightens herself up she sorts herself out. She seems to make herself look as worse as best she can. She walks out the door. She's going towards the door and the person in the bed is like, honey, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And she slams the door behind her. She does. You see her going down. She's like dressed in a nice suit. She looks great. She's carrying on. She sits down. She moves. She gets on the bus. And then she gets on the tram because I forgot I want trams around here. But she's on the tram. She looks around looking very happy. We cut to her moving up towards the building she works at. And as we look up, we see it's the building owned by the Erin Kent Foundation that we see her go in. And we cut to essentially a day in her life. She goes within, she works on a computer. She does what's like a whole bunch of typing work. A bunch of calls come through. She takes it. She takes lunch. She's laughing with her friends. She's laughing it off like it means nothing. This like, she's not, she's not like super young, but you're working like, early 30s for age this this like dark-skinned lady she finishes up she goes to the bar she gets drinking with her friend she has a laugh and then we see her finish up and then go home fall asleep hit the bed in the pillow and it's not her eyes close and it hits the pillow she opens them again immediately as the alarm goes off and she looks at it strangely and she looks down at the man next to her and then we see her go through the same process again of like brushing her teeth, doing her hair, going through it, getting on the tram, going to work, talking, doing the computer, doing everything else, coming home, putting her in the pillow, waking up, immediately the alarm goes off. And after a while, the scene keeps coming over, it keeps repeating over and over and over and over again until the final scene we get, it's her staring at the mirror, just sort of just looking like she's empty for a moment like there's nothing there like there's absolutely like no energy and the music that's been playing through this has been hungry like the wolf that's been quietly running through it the entire area but as it's getting as it's continuing on and on it's getting like more distorted and more twisted and more quiet until there's like just like a hum on that last shot where we see her mirror and herself looking at it before she gets up, sighs, does her hair again, and walks out. This is the life of someone who cannot dream. This is what happens to people of the normal world. This is what everyone else goes through. Another constant day where everything is the same and nothing seems to change. Without muses, without music, without soul. 
back to you. If you want, you can insert yourself at any point in this lovely woman's life, or you can take a downtime action right now to do some research if you would like. Um, do we, do we, do we, rem well, I, we know Alice, right? Uh, yes. You know of her. You've not spoken to her. How do we know of her? Did we dream her? So I was going to do the dreaming episode, but I wanted everyone to be here for it. During the first encounter where you all met in the dream and discovered who you were, she was there too. But when you woke up, she had no recollection of who you were. Do we remember what she was like in the dream? She seemed scared, peppy, and hmm, um, not confrontational, but fairly, mm, is the word I'm looking for gullible? Not gullible. There's a word for someone who's like, Open-minded, I'm going to go for. Bright-eyed and mm. bushy-tailed? Yes. Mm. Mm. But she sort of just went, well, this is kind of fun. I don't know what's going on, but okay. And we'll play that properly when we have all four players. Because that's what I wanted to open with on our first episode, but we had a lost player, so I didn't want to go for it. So we haven't met... That. We haven't met IRL, like, in real life face-to-face -face then. No. You may okay. have met, tried to get to her to be like, hey, you remember right. me? And she was like, right. ah, stock up. Got it. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Got it. I don't know why she decided to do this. Sorry, so know. she was never part of the crew? She was never part of the crew. Got it. Um, I think Holly's going to kind of say to everybody that the last few times you've gotten directly involved with someone, it's gone badly for them. Yeah. Let's try and dig up what we can from a distance before we show up and say anything. I agree. Sounds good to me. That sounds to me like you're going to take a downtime action. Now, for the interests of us all in, and because there's three of you, everybody gets two downtime actions this round. But only two, and then you got to get to the action. So use them wisely. You may also not do the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. And all, all statuses, all tags that you had before, previously, are gone. Oh. So if any paint, any like any tags on yourself, all of it's been wiped off. So you're all clear. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Can uh, we get a, a pop-up of the downtime actions? Uh, in... Oh, yeah. Mm, that's probably very helpful for me. Dude, dude, yeah, I'm just going to steal your sheet, Holly. Thanks a lot. You're the best. Love you. And How bam. dare you? Awesome. Thank you. Um, I'd like Don't to start off with... Quit. I'd uh, like to start off with exploring my mythos. I'd like to start off with... Exploring my mythos? my mythos, yeah. Yeah, right. Describe to us. Tell us what you're doing. So choose we cut to... Uh, a few days later, um, Holly um, is in a bathroom um, and her hair is, you can see on the bathroom counter, there is a box of blue hair dye um, and there is an, an electric razor. And you see kind of from her perspective, setting down the electric razor and then the camera pulls up. And you see Holly looking in the camera. Um, 
the sides of her head are shaved, except for the like two sideburn points. Um, she has kind of this really thick, kind of maybe six inch long mohawk, um, and it is dyed entirely blue. Um, she kind of sets down the razor, um, reaches over and picks up a entirely mundane looking electric guitar. Um, and walks out into, um, it's, it's an old abandoned hotel. Um, and she's on the second floor balcony and you kind of walk up and she is flanked by these stacks of amps and she, um, hooks in the guitar and the camera kind of pulls over and there's just, I, I don't know if you would say, would it be, would her first concert back be sparsely attended or packed? I feel a coma is good for publicity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Holly kind of walks up to the mic stand and um, she turns to the crowd and goes, Trying to burn it the fuck down and starts shredding on the guitar. Um, the song is gonna be uh, "Dig Up Her Bones" by um, oh gosh, I have that somewhere. Uh, it's by The Misfits, um, and the kind of the lines we kind of pay attention to are "Point me to the sky above. I can't get there on my own. Walk me to the graveyard. Dig up her bones." And we cut to the end of the show. And um, uh, this is actually going to be kind of both of my moves. Um, the first one is Explore My Mythos. The question mm -hmm. is, it's going to be Vivula Revolution. Who's ready to join the cause? And basically, she is trying to use the concerts and the kind of disaffected people who show up to kind of build a network of people to kind of start organizing. And she hasn't started to really say what it's for, but it's people who are sick and tired of the way things are. So, Holly, this is your first time being a, um, basically three, three mythos in. So Holly may not have realized just exactly how far her reach is going, but currently, there are posters of the work you've done all over the walls in every dark, dingy dive bar that's ever existed, in every area that the disenfranchised and the disheartened live. It is spreading slowly, but surely amongst everything else. And as you are getting the word out, you can feel eyes are starting to settle on you things are starting to feel a lot more real outside of what your work used to do than before. You can sense and feel the people who are paying attention to you. And how you feel about that, that is on to you. You have one clue in me asking a question. Okay. Um, you may save it for the end of the episode if you like, or you can use it up. Yeah, the, so the clue is... What can I ask with that clue? Any question? So, or is it just relating to my mythos? You can ask any question related to what's going to relate to the current mystery mm -hmm. of the episode, 
and also relating to your mythos. So if you can tie them both together, it makes it even better. Okay. But I answer it based on what you've done and how you've explored your mythos, which in this case is getting the word out. The question is, um, who in the Aaron Kent Foundation has been coming to my shows? Like somebody in that organization is just feels ground down and dehumanized and hopeless you with don't how things recognize are. her at first when she's coming in because she tends to wear she tended to wear a hat over her fro so you couldn't see it but as things have gotten more and more wild she's let it go she's worn a bit less to make herself feel free so she can just enjoy the music and dance down and although she's always on her own standing in the corner her presence has always been more clear with every time she turns up. Alice turns up to every one of your shows. Fuck. That was right. not would intentional. Anyone... Hey, hi. Um, would anyone else like to go on before I ask Rose just ask for Rose's second question and second statement? Go for it. So the follow-up was going to be a work the case to kind of talk after the show with somebody who worked for the Aaron Kent Foundation to get oh, info like on the Alice? outside. Like Alice? Fuck. If it's Alice, it's Alice. <laughs> at, at that point, <laughs> it would be her Alice. probably approaching Holly rather than the other way around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, let, let's let's play that bit out. This is this okay. is the work in the case. Yeah, you get your three questions. Yeah, but I'm assuming you have an after party or like a backstage green room. Um, People I like can come back here, and this is my zone. Um, I think there's um, I think oh gosh, yeah, I'm trying to think exactly what she would be up to. Um. Yeah, it's probably an after party. This is probably like a, just a higher level in the abandoned hotel. Um, mm -hmm. and there's just yeah, people are there. There's yeah, loud music playing. People are drinking, hanging out, and Al Alice turns up at your parties either through a personal invite or being on them long enough for someone to let them in or if they snuck in you're not quite sure this area though is your zone this is where your power is strongest and you feel her when she enters the room and you see her look at you and sort of like give like the give the i, I want to be cool so i'm like stop mm -hmm. kind of nod quietly while she moves to the bar and she gets herself a drink and they're like and holly kind of like sees her enter and like goes from like paying attention to the person she's talking to to just like like kind of looking just past that person's shoulder at the wall going <laughs> ah shit <sighs> at a moment she sees a break she will come up to you and she's like hey holly Hart. yeah what's up i just i just wanted to say your music the music inspires me. I, I'm i just a fan. I have my job. I'm not out there. I'm not doing anything crazy. But every time I hear your songs, it's like I'm feeling a hammer just going off in my head, just telling me to stop holding back. And I don't know why. 
I can't get enough of it. I have, I, I've scored, I've scored like everything. I've gone to like bootleg areas to get like your old stuff on tape. I've got like your like pre-release tracks. I've got stuff that you released like before that's not even out yet. I'm, I, I've, I've had, I've, 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 if I could record, if I could record the show without being caught, I'm not gonna lie, I would. I, I love everything about you. I, would, would you, would you like a drink? Sure. Uh, that'd be great. And yeah, Holly just kind of cracks a beer open um, okay. and sits down. Um, we'll say just like on the like windowsill uh, of the hotel room. Um, <laughs> and just kind of is looking out and kind of a bit in a panic, um, but trying her best to kind of play it cool of just like... She literally just told everyone that pulling these kind of people of interest into our world has been bad for them. And she just did exactly that. And she kind of is sitting there and like the song changes. Um, and um, it, I, gosh, which song is it? It's probably gonna go to You by Bad Religion. Okay. Um, and just kind of the line of, um, you painted my entire world, um, but I don't have the turpentine to clean what you have soiled, and I won't forget it. Just kind of seems to kind of loop for a little bit, and then Holly kind of turns and goes, so what do you do for work? She smiles and she leans on the side of the wall. You may now ask her three questions. Um, so I assume she tells me that she works for the Aaron Kent Foundation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And basically, you ask your questions and it will be her you picking up what she's saying because she's very eager to talk to you mm-hmm. and she won't realize she's saying something bad. Yeah, I think the first question is going to be, um, where does Aaron Kent live? So she answers with a very strange statement. Erin Kent does not leave the building of the foundation. The building foundation has a top floor, which is a penthouse suite with a pool and like an elevator going directly there, but nowhere else. And she could use it to go to any floor she wishes, but it's like a secret elevator. I have to figure out how to get into access and it only accesses certain floors at certain times. It has a helicopter pad at the top. It is beautiful. It's stretched out. She's heard rumors that it's got like a piano, like a massive grand piano in the middle and like a dance floor at the bottom, but no one's ever been seen dancing up there and has like multiple cars of different types laid out within the point, but nothing concrete. But she knows that that Larry Kent lives and dies in the same foundation building. Lives and dies. That's an interesting statement. Um... What does Alice do at the Aaron Kent Foundation? Like, what is her job? Alice was brought on for advertising, because uh, that's what her speciality was in hmm. pushing through that. She wasn't quite sure she was doing a great job, but the years of working with the Aaron Kent Foundation has really taught her a lot about advertising. There was a whole thing that came up recently about a perfume 
that she was helping to like for be the forerunner for that she was very proud of and it was so good that um Aaron Kent themselves have asked to for them to be come up to see them at some point soon they're hoping to make an appointment and pick a time a day that Aaron Kent will be in and not at work to do work with well Aaron Kent doesn't leave so Aaron Kent will always be in but yes, if but they'll be free, free is a different thing that's fair um last question what does alice know about the or productions um contract alice doesn't know much about the or production contract but she definitely works with people who did mm. she was assigned uh when she first got in to help negotiate a plan with a woman called venus in order to sort out and negotiate their way through the all production group contract. She is currently still working through it because apparently there's a problem that came up recently where members of the all foundation have been um, basically quitting their jobs. One of them has gone missing. No one really knows why she's still trying to untangle the whole thing out, but her visit with Venus were cut short recently because Venus's um, front man had told her that Venus was not feeling well, but soon Venus would be allowing to accept people back in, and she's looking forward to seeing Venus again. Hmm. Good to know. Lovely talking Those, with you, Alice. Hmm. She's like, hey, could we talk again some other time? Yeah, come to the next show. I mean, outside the show. I, I know this place... It has got the best burgers in the entire world. And I think you would love it. Holly, like, sits there for a second and remembers the last person who asked her out on a date and says no. And she goes, I'm sorry. It's it's fine. I I've, I don't know what I was thinking. It, no, no, it's it's not you. No, 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 no. You got things to do. You're a famous person. I I don't know what came out of my. I'm gonna um, I'm um, I'm gonna go and um, it's it was a nice um, nice nice talking to you. Yeah. Um. About, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. She like yeah. she stops and grabs her by the shoulder and says, "Come uh -huh. to the next show." Sure, I'll be there. We can talk more though. Okay. And Alice leaves. Right. Your downtime's finished. Both of you have downtimes. What would you like to do? Bria, if you have anything, go for it. Yeah, I do. Uh, I would like to give attention to one of my logos. To oh, let's go. <laughs> um, I think Priya, um, is kind of reeling a little bit. Um, I think I think she like she's definitely had moments in the past where she has done things to protect women uh, that has caused those women to be like, "Get away from me!" Because you are a scary bitch. <laughs> fair, <laughs> true and fair. Um, she did also just recently burn someone to death. <laughs> Granted, it felt justified because they were uh, a dream eater, at least partially. Um, so she feels very justified in this, but it's kind of 
Kriget today is a lot more soul searchy than normal. It's like it's like it's kind of it's like you can kind of it's almost like you see a scene of her um in her bathroom like looking at the mirror and it's like she's seeing herself and she's also seeing like shanti like behind her shoulder kind of a thing and trying to yeah and like trying to differentiate herself and from shanti because they're they overlap so much and in so many different ways like they are so um almost like an ouroboros like they just kind of feed each other uh in a lot of different ways and she's kind of like torn she's not percent sure if like does she want that does she want to body shoppy or does she want to break away and be her own person she's not 100 sure um which is why today uh she is giving attention to her logos because she's not 100 sure yet uh and trying to push back a little um and i think I think she is going to, um, I'm going to go with, uh, Queen of Hearts be the logos that she is going to, uh, work on, uh, and I, I really mark an, an attention on, um, and she is going to, um, go do some auditions, go try to, you know, do a little bit of, like, publicity stuff, talk to, like, her PR person, talk to, like, her agent, like, she's trying to do all of the, like, mundane Priya things to kind if, of recenter herself. If I may, I think going to Julieta as Queen of Hearts is a really good way to help as well. She'll, like, I think she'd love to be, I love Julieta to be in the scene, like, finding auditions for you, passing you papers. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. like i'm here for you let's go we work together yes and oh. and like we get julieta coming in she's like i want to help out i want to make sure the papers are done i'm here to help you find out she's like pulling off things from like walls and being like look at this look at this look at this look at this it's gonna be really good i oh could be in, no, be in it you're better so no, you better. Be in it, no you should be in it no you should be in it no you oh uh, <laughs> there's this like Wait on Priya's chest because she's not telling Julieta what Mandy Orr did to her. She's not. She will. She will not break Julieta's spirit and be like Mandy Orr was an awful person. Like she just can't. She wants to do good. She doesn't want to like give any indication that there was something awry there for for Julieta um, in that moment. So there's just like that little like weasel of guilt in her stomach. Um, but she's there, she's present, she's she's doing all the things, and you know, she's laughing and she's having a good time and she's ignoring the guilt. Um and yeah, trying trying to trying to do the thing. All right, that sounds fantastic. I think that's great. Mark attention on Queen of Hearts. I shall mark an attention. You have one extra downtime. You can choose to use it or you can hold off. Uh, if, 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 if Jacob is ready, then that's cool. If not, I could keep going. Go for it. Go for it. All right. Uh, let me pull the, pull the list back up. I, um, was thinking of working the case. Oh, all right. Rather, Go on. I've, I've, I've been debating this whole time. I've been debating this whole time between working the case and preparing for the next activity. Um, I think. I think I, I think I will work the case um because at this point we very much understand that like the entire situation is kind of uh to do with Alice like that's kind of our focus right now right it's kind of 
Alice, case-wise. Um, and I don't think she wants to meet Alice, but I do think she wants to get um, like an idea of Alice's routine. Like she's she's not trying to, she's trying to be very like keep keep Alice in the distance, keep Alice in the distance. Like maybe ends up accidentally being a mild stalker. Like, trying to figure out Alice, does she's, like, Googling her online, like, trying to find out her LinkedIn, her Facebook, like, whatever she can find. <laughs> remember, oh, wait, remember wait, we don't, we don't we have, don't have that. that. You have we to do the hard that. way. You gotta, like, you know, you gotta just the spy thing with the camera, you gotta be straight right. up creeping. The phone you gotta be looking bug. at phone bugging. Yeah. You gotta look through her mail. I don't know. Yes. Oh, old, God, it's Old a school mess. stalking, not new school stalking. It's, it's a fun a, kind. It's a mess. Priya's absolutely put on a wig and an outfit because she, God forbid, <laughs> God forbid anyone recognizes her. Like, she has put on an entire disguise kit so that if anybody sees this weirdo stalker, it's not Priya. Shant, like, Shanti's like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to go away. I'm not coming back till this is fixed, okay? I'm just not, just not dealing with this. Not deal. Nope. Mm -mm. Bye. <laughs> she goes up. Fine. Fine. <laughs> All right. I think that's fair. That sounds good to me. Um, get you got your three clues. What would you like to ask? Um, I guess because I'm dealing with kind of the more mundane side of Alice. Um. Uh. I had thought this through, but I didn't think my questions through. Um, is does it seem like Alice is? Well, no. We know she's the next dream leader. We we know that she's like on the precipice. We know that she hasn't gone all the way there yet. Um, and we also know that none of us have ever met her except for in the dream. Um, is there? Hmm. Is there any indication that she maybe is dreaming occasionally? Or, like, is it showing up elsewhere? Like, does she love buying artwork or something? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because so, we've had other things with, like, the tattoos and stuff. So you I'm, I'm check sure. again on any kind of work. And you're going through her back stuff and mail. And there is something very interesting. Hmm. She has also at some point, been in Lynette Smith's tattoo parlor to get a tattoo. Oh, no. She has way. a tattoo from Lynette Smith. Not only that, which, what is interesting is that she has a tattoo from Lynette Smith. She works with the Erin Kent Foundation. She has been registered as one of the people who has visited one of the old people's homes from, what's called, from uh, episode two. She also, on top of, like, most of the stuff she does, it seems to be connected to her work, sending her to places. So everything that she's done so far, connected to any of those locations she's been through, has been through work she's been doing with the Erin Kent Foundation. Mm. So even if she's not dreaming, she has been connected to every single thing that you have been investigating so far. That is terrifying. She is going to grab every single... I assume she's like digging through her trash and is like going to grab <laughs> yeah, sure, every relevant scrap from that trash that was like related to every single last thing and like pocket mm -hmm. them. Um, hmm. Does it seem like the Aaron Kent Foundation is essentially preparing her? To become the death eater, to the, the dream eater. Like <laughs> it's not that she's like like it's 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 like someone else is 
making her like a dream eater in training almost. Like that's what I'm you getting at look, rather than like you eating. look through like her stuff and you gain access to like her like a copy of her like journal to see times and stuff. Like a piece of paper she's thrown out that she's not using anymore that you get a copy of. And you realize that she although she although she's listed us to be working with Venus, it seems Venus has been teaching her stuff to do with advertising. Lord Almighty. Okay. It's most likely, at least it's, let me just collect correct that. She's been going to Venus's location, uh-huh. okay, house, and spending a serious amount of time there that could be studying to becoming the dream eater. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, okay. Maybe that's what she's doing, going to Venus's house to do that and spending time with Erin Kent to do advertising stuff. You reckon, given the mundane look, this is someone being prepped to do something big. If it's yeah. dreamy that you're not sure. If it's because she refused the dreaming, but she's still connected, you're also not sure. But that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, is it worth for my third clue going back to Lynette Smith's parlor to figure out what she got a tattoo of? <laughs> I can see Rose being like, yes. <laughs> Yep, I think that's a good question to ask, or at least to go back and talk with Samuel about that. Samuel is available. Samuel, no one's talked to Samuel. Yeah, Samuel. Samuel's Samuel's also been discharged at this point, so you can go speak to Samuel. Samuel is available to talk to. Okay. Okay. Well, two words, one stone. Let's talk to Samuel, Uh, and then I can ask about. I can ask about the tattoo. All right, we're gonna play that part out because we're gonna go on with it. So you come in to towards the tattoo parlor place and you can see it's being dismantled. Like the signs are being taken out. Um, the place is being like repainted and you see Samuel's there. Samuel looks very, very frail, but also looking as pepper as they possibly can be. And they're like painting the walls (laughs) and making the place look as fresh as they can. And they see you come in and they're like, Oh, Hey Priya, how's it going? I don't think we've spoken properly before, but it's good to see you. No, it's I don't think we did either, but it's, it's good to see you on your feet. I well, I like to say we haven't spoken before. I've I've dreamt of you. What? At least in some cases. It's not always clear where I was when I was asleep, but I dreamt of you. I also dreamt of Jacob. I also dreamt of Adam, but I mostly dreamt of Rose. It's, it's weird. I don't dream as much anymore. In fact, dreaming isn't happening as much as it used to, but, but it were fine dreams and I remember parts of them. I mean, it might be a good thing that you're not having as many dreams. What did you see in these dreams? A lot of things. Honestly, I wish I could remember, but it's all fading like it's nothing. Sorry. I remember you, though. You were on fire. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> she, like, tries to laugh it off like it's, you know, <laughs> just, a, just a bonkers little dream. Um, totally, totally set not. set the world ablaze. Totally. I remember that phrase. Oh, really? Oh, hmm. Wow. Well, that sounds like... Maybe an upcoming role for me. Hopefully, hopefully, you never know. Um, Maybe it'd be good. Yeah, what can I do good. you for? I'm um. Since 
Lynette's gone. I figured I'm, I don't really need this place anymore. Yeah, are you selling it? Don't know yet. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I know I don't want to do tattoos anymore, though. I can tell you that now. Don't blame you. Um, I was wondering uh, about uh, a client of Lynette's, actually. Uh, her name was Alice. I was wondering what tattoo she got. Well, hang on. And she grabs like a book. She grabs like a book. And she's like, well, Alice, right? Was the name? Alice, yeah. Uh, Lynette always keeps an image of every, well, she kept an image. Well, I guess I kept an, I'm really confused about that. But an image of every single tattoo. Uh, there's a lot of Alice's. Can you cut down the description a little? Um, uh, melanin skin, uh, afro. Oh, oh, I've got one right there. <laughs> That's a cool one. What is it's, it? um, she points out, he points out, and you see is a tattoo on, uh, her chest, just above the breast, but not below the breast, because camera work and PG-13, uh, just above the breast directly there is something that looks really weird so the first time you look at it you can see the color that is on it right you know the usual like special color that's painted on it but there's two pictures and they've been labeled before and after and those are taken at the same time the first one is a swirl of color that seems to be looking really cool but the second one is just pure black absolutely left on its own and the really strange thing that looks like it it looks like it's a girl like reaching her hand out dramatically towards like a son so she's like copped like this to reach for something like little girl hood hand reaching out to grab something that seems to be glowing in the air above it but the colors faded and as it's faded in the second picture, that beautiful, vibrant little girl reaching out to grab something has turned into what looks like a tattered cloak reaching out for thorns. Hmm. Wow. Was this a cover-up, Dom Samuel? I don't know. I don't know why there's a before and after picture here. I mean, but I that... assume it was a cover job. That, that, I guess. Hmm. I mean... If you know her, maybe ask her. Yeah, maybe I will. Thanks. You're welcome. Hey, if you... If you... Do you want to get lunch? Sure. Good. And then he puts like his stuff down and he grabs his coat and you go out and you can tell he just wants someone to talk to. Poor thing. He's just like, I just oh. want to chat. And he just talks your head off. And that's all <laughs> he does. She will sit there and listen and encourage him to eat. <laughs> Fair dues. <laughs> Jacob, you're up. You got yes. two down times. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, I would like to explore my mythos. Mm. Yes. Um, Jacob is going to go to Granny in the dream side. So 
Um, it's the cabin in the in the woods. And he is going to tell Granny that the woodsman is probably coming back with the axe. And our story is going to eventually have to play out like it always has, like it always must. For a long time, we had this uneasy balance where we thought we could just keep going. We could all just live separately. But life and fate keeps drawing us back together. And there's just one piece of the puzzle that's been missing. And Jacob's going to ask, point blank, where's Red? Uh, first up, I next learn metals, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Granny, when you say where's Red, is holding a mug of soup or tea or a cauldron of weird liquid. And they put it down. And they sort of, like, stare at it for a bit. And they look up at you and they go, There is no red. There's always a red. No. Not in this kind. There should have been a red. There isn't. A red hasn't come back? No, no, no. There isn't a red. There never has been a red. There never will be a red. That's the problem with the story. That's why it's not played out like it normally does. That's why I've been very, very careful in what I tell you and how this is going to work. The story isn't going to play out the way it always has. And none of us know why. There's always a wolf. There's always a granny. There's always a woodsman. But there has never been a red. Do you understand how terrifying that is? For the first time, the wolf feels fear. This isn't possible. This isn't supposed to be possible. We're forever. Not anymore. In fact, we have never been more mortal than now. If you have anything you would like to do, I would suggest you get it done soon. Because if there is no red, there is no us. And I don't know how long we're going to last. This changes everything. And she we goes, ah, you tell me, right? And she starts to go, she goes to her normal stances and she starts mm. sipping her tea. She's like, oh, finally caught up. We're going to need everybody on this. No, we will not. This has to play out the way it is. Maybe it's time we stopped. Maybe we've had a good run. I can't accept that. And I can't believe you're accepting that. You will. In time. We're not just a story. We're part of the order of things. Even order is written in paper. Laws are sometimes meant to be broken. Perhaps the chaos of the waking world will affect the chaos of the dreaming world. 
But you know what? That's future you to worry about. More importantly, have you come to fix my radiators? I'll take a look. Thank you. Get going. Have, have you seen or heard from the pigs? Not yet. But they'll make themselves known when they're ready. Yeah, they always do. Jacob gets to work on the radiator. Um, mm -hmm. But what Jacob has been wanting to do is try to see if there's a way to get the wolf's strength back up or heal or resolve the story because he's been stuck. Mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. sounds like that is not possible. And also Red's never existed in this cycle. <laughs> like, no, so... like, no, so just to clarify, Red's uh -huh. never existed, period. Okay. Like, whatever's okay. happened has erased Red. Un unmade completely. Unmade completely. Never so the story of the wolf has always with. just been Granny and the Woodsman. Oh my god. That's why she's like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm in danger, I mm -hmm. guess. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Great. Um, excellent. I am going to now um, work the case. Hey! Alright, tell me how you do that. God, let me make a, a mark on my uh, mythos while I still remember to do that. Okay. Um, I would like to not stalk Alice, but think back to, was there anything from when we met in the dream that left an impression on Jacob? Like, what was Alice's mythos? Now, it depends on how you're choosing to work the case, because I can only answer mm. that based on how you work the case. For example, mm. I can't ask her myth answer her mythos if you're working the case by just following her, because that's a question no, I can't answer. I'm going into the dream. Close. You want to dream, the... Alice. All right. Yes. So, all your questions will be answered by the dreaming. Yes. All right. I am ready. So tell me how you do it, and I'll answer accordingly. I go into the dream. I'm in the forest. This is the wolf's domain. And he's calling all the creatures, all the elders, all the trees of the forest, like whatever memories they have, um, like trying to rebuild. Because I, I believe in the dreaming like everything's kind of connected like quantum kind of a thing so mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's trying to like reconnect to that like rebuild that moment using like the forest and the, the critters and the things he still has dominion over to, to see does anyone remember more about that dream and is there more that i can see all right what is your first question did Alice want to be separated from her mortal self. Or, we haven't or played... did, Alice, did, did that mythos want a separation? We yeah. haven't played through the dream itself for what happened. So I'm going to summarize this in phrasing so that next cool. time we do it, we can actually go yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Alice had no problem hanging out with Yusla. She was absolutely down for trying it out, it seems. Mm. Or at least trying to find out more if she can. If something did happen, it happened to her. Your thoughts the first time was that the dreamy dream eater got to her 
and took her mythos. Like it's done mm-hmm. for the rest of you. Mm-hmm. But what you as you're going through it and working through your brain, it doesn't make sense as to when that would have happened. You all had the same dream. You all woke up without a problem. She should have just had the same thing happen. Uh, is it maybe the fact that not that Alice had something happen to her, but maybe Yuzla had something happen to you? And that's the conclusion you get from that. What if just throwing it out there, Alice was keen, but something happened to you that made you transcend past Alice and she couldn't come with you? Hmm. Okay. That was the first question. Okay. I have two more. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the dream eater an unnatural creation? As in, does the dream is the dream eater part of the bigger cycle of things, or did something that shouldn't have been done get done and create this dream eater, and now it's a problem? You know, the dream eater is a protector, mm-hmm. which means it's part of the cycle. Hmm. But you've seen two versions of the Dream Eater, or at least aspects of the Dream Eater, one being Lynette, one being Abdul. And both times they have been weird, horrible, gestalt-style creatures, awkward abominations that are twisted and wrong. Yeah. Perhaps the problem isn't the Dream Eater itself, but it's people trying to be the Dream Eater who aren't destined to be the Dream Eater. Maybe an artificial dream eater is busted, whereas the true dream eater is correct. Okay, last question. Go on. Out of all of our encounters, have we ever encountered the true dream eater in the way it was intended to function? Or have we been only encountering the artificial want-to-be dream eater? You would not get an answer from that from investigating Alice. Got it. So I'll take a second question. Okay. A new question. Okay. Um, hmm. I'd like to poll the audience. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone have a... Oh, gosh. There is so meditative. much to think about. Yeah. Oh, um, it's so difficult. Yeah. I'm sorry, no. everyone. I'm trying. No, 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 no. no, no, no. This is not great. bad. It, there's just so much interesting yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. It's just that, like trying to narrow it down and choose which yeah. threads to chase mm-hmm. are, are are difficult. Um, Always remember, even if you fail to chase like all the threads, they will all lead to a single ball. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um... Okay, you're following Alice, things you can learn from Alice in the dream. Um, is she able to dream right now? Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Would be one of them. That's, that's, I, don't, I got nothing to uh, that. <laughs> that, that, that. Like, is she able uh, to dream right now? Um, is something actively stopping her from dreaming? Um. Yeah, actually, that that would be that would be my I like that. something stopping I like her from that. dreaming. Yeah. 
is is she simply part of the um not dreaming population um or has something unnaturally stopped her dreaming given that you're trying to recreate alice's the memories of alice and keeping things linked up and you're expecting that version of alice to be connected to alice and that's when you realize that something is not right with alice's dreaming it's not that she's not dreaming and it's not that something is mm -hmm. stopping her from dreaming it's just whatever connection she has to the dreaming world it's not one on the level that the rest of you are on hmm. to her she isn't dreaming but something is happening something is happening somewhere and you're not quite sure if you're on the same level as her to see it. Coming back to the point of, is there a reason why she didn't join you because she was changed or you were changed? Maybe there's another level to all of this that none of you have seen yet. It's Chinatown, baby. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Yeah. Uh... Okay, that's me. Forget right, it, Jake. It's High City. What would you like to do? I'd really like to go see Samuel. I think that's fair. Why don't you all, why don't you all come over and see Samuel? Um, I'd like Holly to get some time with him alone, okay, alone? for a little bit. Alone. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's do it. Let's play that out real quick. Let's and then, and then Leona, or uh, sorry, Priya and Jacob can can enter the scene later if they want to join. Um, but, um, I kind of wanted to have like a flashback to possibly a conversation in the dream when they were trapped there together. Okay. That sounds great. Um, so let's play that out. So, the, the scene where Holly was, like, standing on a, a pile of corpses, that repeated multiple times um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through stairways and hallways and kind of non-Euclidean space, um, which non-Euclidean doesn't actually mean what people use non-Euclidean to mean, but whatever. Um, so uh, she kind of sits down and, and turns to Samuel and kind of goes, so... Do you remember anything when Lynette was in charge? Bits. Fragments. Also, is this the time? The time. Oh, to ask? <laughs> like, Holly kind of <laughs> just sits on one of her dead bodies <laughs> um, and like, goes, is this the time? Like, we can do anything else right now? Okay, that's fair. You see, you, you see, he's holding like he's holding like what looks like a broken sword. It's like just me looking around. It's like sometimes I I don't remember all of it, but I remember I I always thought Lynette was there, and I spoke to Lynette, and we had a life, and we did everything together. I just I didn't realize no one else could see them. Hmm. I thought everyone else could see them. But I guess they were seeing me. As her. When she would speak, I would see her, but everyone would be looking at me as her. She would speak through me and I would change. 
I would change the beat here every time. And I, the more I think about it, the more my head hurts. It was like we were the same person, but connected, but different. Hmm. An aspect. It, no, it was, it was more than that. It was like, it was like, it was, we were definitely separate people. I know, I feel we were separate people. I don't feel she was part of me, but we became one. Like something from me. This is okay. Don't be weirded out by this. But it was like, I gave like Holly, to her. Like points at like, her okay, own fair. dead body that she's sitting on. It's hard to do that's that fair. here. I gave birth to her. She's not an aspect of me. She came from me, but she was her own person. Hmm. And that's the part that scares me. I I always wanted to take care of her. I guess I kind of saw her as my daughter, but also my sister, but also something else. My daughter, my sister, my daughter, my sister. Slap. <laughs> um, it is Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say I want to say I'm glad to be back to normal but I'm not I miss her hmm. I don't know what happened I don't know if she's even still alive somewhere Do you think if she came back she'd try to do it all over again? I don't care if she did I don't think I would You can't, you can't hate on family. You can if family is killing the elderly for their dreams. Nah. Should have raised it better. Also, um, you're coming to kill me again. If you could please, like, stop that one. It's, like, right... Yep, I, hang on. Like, and she I... just, like, grabs Samuel by the shoulder, shoves him out of the side, and just <laughs> the axe swings towards the camera, and it cuts. All right. What would you all like to do next? Um, Did we want to talk to Samuel, like, in reality? In per- modern reality together? All right. In that case, when the axe comes down, we will literally cut to the next scene of where you want to meet Samuel. Either in the tattoo parlor, either have him come to the diner, either have like meet for lunch, wherever you want to go. Um, I think Holly wants to be outside right now. Um, like the the light in the city is never like the sun never seems to have as much warmth as as it should, but she wants to be out in it. Um. So we'll say maybe there's a park not too far from the diner or or from the tattoo well, parlor. Well, why not do the river that runs through the city? Yeah. Yeah, like a bench by the river. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Holly's just kind of sitting there watching the water go by, waiting for Samuel. And Samuel's coming up. Samuel's like got their joggers on and they're like exercising and they sort of stop and they take off their Walkman and they're like... Um, is there anyone else there, or is it just two of you? Uh, I think it was just going to be Rose, and then we were going to leave room for, for Priya and Jacob to show up. Okay, if I do. And they're like, oh, hey, 
well, they take the Walkman off. You see them like fold it up and they like they put it into like a. What's he listening pack. to? Um, they they like I don't know. I don't like. I'm not having the artist listen to my music. And he seems I'm hold it back from you. That's me trying to keep you away from it. <laughs> like, no, you can't hear what I have to play. And they're like, they look really red. Like they're really embarrassed by it. Um, Holly decides to let Samuel keep his dignity. They're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> they, they put it. They put it in and they, they lock it up and they put it down. And they're like, right, I made it. What's up? You going for? You come for a run for us? <laughs> uh, not right now. Uh, I wanted to see how you're doing. I'm all right. I'm doing better. I um, finished painting the place up back to the white that it was when we first bought it. It's looking okay. I fixed the door handle when it was broken. Um, everything seems to be pretty much back. I'm thinking of putting it on the market. I don't really, I don't really have anything I want to do with it. And then when I'm done with that, I guess I have to kind of get back to the working market. I guess. Um, Holly. Um kind of reaches to her side and pulls out um, a bag and hands it to Samuel. Oh, what's this? Um, Hope for a better future. Should open it now? Yeah. Inside is stacks of cash. Um, Holly has left her apartment. She sold her car um, and pretty much sold everything she owns. I, I can't take this. Well, I'm not taking it. No, I no, don't think I, the pigeons I, need it. You can't just give me a bag of money. A bag of money. You can't just give me a bag of money. Sorry. You can't just give me a bag of money. Don't you have a gun? No one's going to take yes. it from you. I haven't used the gun. It's there for looks. I barely even know how to load it. We should fix that sometime. Oh. Oh. And you see, you see them like, you see them like, what am I even putting? I didn't come It's like, so like, like, just like, tries to like, Kaz, Kaz sling the bag over the shoulder, like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm still gonna get robbed. To the podcast hey. listeners, Leona face pumps. You see him, you see him go, you see him go, I, uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I. I'm really sorry for everything, and I'm really glad you're doing all right. Don't be sorry. I'm I'm gonna be fine. I mean, okay, fine. My sister told me not to be my sister. I got trapped in some weird nightmarish hellscape for a better part of a month. Almost died multiple times. I may be blamed for the death of hundreds, but other than that, uh, um, I've been I've been better. That's good. Um, How are you doing? I know you. I know you are like you know full on super soldier Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But if you want to stop and just have a few words, or if you need anything, you can just call. Thanks. That um, that means a lot. Um. I gotta ask, how did we get out of that? By making bad deals. Okay. Yeah. Um, And you see him just quietly sit down next to you. 
the the woman who was making deals with your sister venus yeah yeah it seemed like steal up yeah um she has an uncanny ability to show up at the right place in the right time with just the right thing to offer and that's how we got out i gave up um a part of my music um maybe a part i'm better off without but she made sure it was in the right hands to do the most harm He sort of nods quietly and he seems to swear under his breath and he goes, well, can we get it back? I don't know. We'll find out. I, he's not an ex, but like we kind of had a thing. I, I don't know. It's like if, if it wasn't for the magical murder axe, um, it would already be awkward, but, um, he's a good guy who I wish I'd been able to keep out of this. I don't know. You'll find a way. I... If one is out of there, you can find a way out of anything. Yeah. And you're okay, and... Not everyone who crosses our paths ends up dead, so that's good. Um, let me know hey, if do you do you if you are going through a really hard time and things aren't great. I've been listening to these self-help things. They've really helped me focus my mind a lot. And you could really do with the CD. Let me let me just it seemed come out and he passes you a CD and it says better living through music and sound. What was that? I missed that. Who's the author? Um, Aaron Kent. And, <laughs> and they're like, I've been listening to this, and they talk about how you shouldn't let things hold you back and how things aren't going bad for you. And it's been really cool. And I really feel like I'm really connecting to them. They give us like the 12 steps of how things could work out great if you just simply focused your mind. And I I thought, I didn't really want to show this up because I didn't want to think I was weak, but it tells us not to let our weak parts hold us back, that we should show our weakness. And if you want the CD, I feel it'll benefit you more than it'll benefit me. Do you only have the one? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd love to borrow it. Oh, sure. Here you go. And she kind of takes it and holds on to it and puts it in her jacket and just kind of bites your lip for a bit. Um, she kind of, she stands up and, um, like she looks like she's going to leave and then she turns and she, grabs him and hugs him 
and he, he almost goes, whoa! And I said that hugs him back as well. Um, take care of yourself, and if things get weird or dangerous, like, let me know, all right? I promise I will call the diner the minute something goes wrong. Thanks. And she uh, offers to walk him back to his apartment so he doesn't get robbed. And he's like, I, 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 I can, I'm running. It's fine. Okay. I think you find there's one thing I picked up in the dream, and that's that I need to work on my cardio. So I'm good. Uh, and Holly smiles as she walks away, and the f- smile fades as she looks at the disc. And it's Aaron Kent, better, he- better healing through beautiful music. And the picture of Aaron Kent looking fabulous on the cover. Mm-hmm. And just puts it back in the coat. Motherfucker. (laughs) And we can cut there. Uh, We've been joined by our fourth Frankenstein member. Yo, what's up? Introduce yourself, Mo. Hello, I'm Mo. Playing Adam. Right. And with that done, we are going to do a flashback now to the first time everybody entered the Dreaming and the way the party met. For all of you, there is a high-pitched sound as the first thing you remember when you dreamt. It was loud. It was extreme. Like It's like ear-piercingly loud with that super high pitch for a second. Then it goes in small little tones, then just stops. Each of you wakes up in your own respective area or idea of the dreaming. But at the end of it, you will come in to a room with five chairs sitting on it, and you will end up sitting down on one of those chairs. Is that to describe how your dream first manifests? If you want to put anything in, it's entirely up to you. But it ends with you sitting down on one of those chairs. Rose, you have to go first. Sure. Um, I think Holly opens her eyes in the dreaming and kind of looks around and the axe is in her hand. Um, and she kind of looks down and she's wearing like the the vest with all the patches on it. And she kind of looks around and she is in... Um, it looks like an empty dive bar. Um, and yeah, there's like broken tables and chairs, but there's just like a really gorgeous set of amps and pedals and everything and behind like at the back of the stage is a door that's cracked open and she walks and steps onto the stage and walks past it to find the room you come into the room as someone else opens the door and they poke another door from another side and they poke their head in and you recognize you know you see you don't recognize her but you see the woman that you will come to know as Alice looking at you from the other side, also walking in to take a seat. Jacob, would you tell us how you find yourself to the room with the chair? Yeah, Jacob's dream has always been a nightmare. So um, we see Jacob in his human form, shirtless because ratings, um, running through a forest, um, panting, sweat drizzling, glistening in the moonlight. Um, 
and he's looking back and looking back and he's stumbling and and there's just this breathing just this heavy howling breathing behind him and we see the looming of a giant creature it's got fangs and just eyes glowing in the dark and it's running and running and chasing and chasing and for a moment it seems like it's going to catch up to Jacob Jacob looks back there's a cabin far on a hill maybe he can get to the cabin maybe it's safe and with a howl the cabin is blown apart blown apart by wind a tornado almost just and the trees get ripped up from the ground and Jacob knew in that moment this is the big bad wolf that his mother always read stories about when he was a kid only this time he's real and he's hungry and as Jacob closes his eyes and surrenders and gives himself over knowing that he can't fight this he finds a door handle turns it almost subconsciously at this point and he's not in the forest anymore Leona would you like to tell us how you find your way to the door of the room of the chair um <clears throat> Priya wakes up and um she uh thinks that she is in uh, a trailer and she like walks out of the trailer and she's on this vintage film set um and there's you know people running around and all kinds of you know things happening and very like vin like vintage stunt things happening and um there's lots of hustle and bustle uh and someone uh just says ma'am that way and they don't specify who they just kind of you know it's almost like they seem to know who she is um and they point her to a door and she just kind of walks through that door expecting to walk onto like a like a stage set um and instead finds herself in a room and finally mo which is how adam finds himself through the room with a chair adam walks down a corporate maze it's nighttime the security guard isn't around. And it's not quite clear if he is the rodent not trying to be caught or the predator looking for something. He enters a door that says laboratory. And as he goes in, it was already dim, but all color washes from the scene. And suddenly he's in a dungeon some 16th century uh, Victorian era something. There are devices of torture and vials. Lots of vials that are all empty. And he says, I'm too late. But if I found this one, I can find the next one. He sees a door that looks out of place. He walks in. He sees the chairs. Each of you 
whether on purpose, whether from some kind of force of will, or simply by happenstance, move yourselves to take a seat in this circle, in this room, dimly lit by a light coming from somewhere. Chairs are nondescript. The area looks bland, but each of you glows with a color along with Alice. Dark-skinned, beautiful, played by Sorry Kravis. Alice sits down across each other. There's a connection that you see to each other, but no one has said out loud anything to identify themselves or anything else like that. And she lifts up her hand and she goes, my name is Alice. What's yours? I'm Priya. Nice to meet you. Jacob. Adam. And Holly kind of stops for a second and like she starts to say the mute Holly. I'm Holly. Nice to meet you all. Does anyone know what we did to deserve to be in this room? I feel like we've met. I feel that too. I'm looking for something. I sense some of you are looking for something too. I'm trying to get away from something. Trying to protect something. Trying to be something. Trying to share something. But the mic didn't catch you, Rose. Oh, trying to share something. Hmm. You but... all saw it too. So what? Never mind. I What happens now? I live in the city. Yeah, as do I. Me too. But oh, high city, best place to be, right? Only place to be. Is this real? <laughs> Can't be. Are right? you real? Doesn't feel like a dream, but it. I walked through a door is. from a dive bar. This can't be real, right? I walked through a door from a hippie film set. I was just told to be here and tell you things. By who? I don't remember. But we have a job to do. What's that? You know, that's the strangest thing. I can't remember what that job is. Something or someone we're supposed to find. 
It had a name. I don't know. I. This is really weird. I. I was just. I don't know how I got here. Okay, there's. There's a place. There's a diner. In the city. On Main Street. You all know which one I'm talking about. Is yeah. Because if you do, then. The one with the strong coffee. The one with red cherry door. pie. Red door. Red door. Oh, I know that one. I know that one. Yes, yes, yes. Should we be there? Yeah, I guess if this is real, we can meet there. Maybe I'll remember more when I see you. When? When we wake up? I'm free. I'd rather not go back to bed. Okay, when we wake up and... When I'll assess this, behind you, your doors all open. And then when she turns and she's hers, she's like, I guess now. I guess I'll see you at the diner, if this is real. Can we see what's through Alice's door? Um, all the doors have nothing but lights coming out of it. You bastard. Like, like the Dream Eater? oh we got it Uh, Alice gets up and moves towards her door and she sort of holds on to it and she's like I'll see you on the other side okay see you soon and Priya will get up and like kind of go stand by her door Wait and see what everyone else does. Adam just walks into his door. <laughs> Adam's like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and Alice walks through her door and she very, very politely shuts it behind her. I'm assuming the rest of you go through your doors. Are you waiting for yeah. me to continue? I, I was assuming okay, we were yeah. going to cut there, but um, Holly. Yeah, I was sure we going to cut there or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Holly yeah. picks up the axe and kind of looks at it for a really long time and then heads out. All right. So let's cut that scene there. We're back to present day. Mo, we got to catch you up real quick. Okay, we're gonna go through the whole thing up is um Alice Alice is real. She's having a great time, hanging out in bars, wants to go to the show. Long story short, has that too. Erin Kent, living her best life, lives in a big building. The building's called Foundation, because I can't bother to name anything else. There we go. That's almost everything you need to know. She knows I'm coming. She knows you're know. coming. She's like They she know knows. Oh, they know. They know. Doom. They know. Doom. They know. Right. What would you all like to do? Actually, it's only fair. Mo, I gave everyone two downtimes. I should also give Jake, I was Adam, two downtimes. So you have two downtimes to ask anything or do whatever you want in. If you like the list, I will post it in the chat. Should be the most recent thing posted. Actually, you're right. Because we've not done any die rolls yet, because we've been so busy doing the plot. 
Oh my. What's wrong with me? Plot I'm better than this. I will uh, allow. Oh no. That might be bad. You're still you here. Me? You haven't disappeared yet. Yeah, you haven't okay. yeah, you haven't you haven't started making yourself speak in roll twenty yet. Please don't, for the love of God. <laughs> don't do this to us, please. The pain. I can't take it. I think I want to recover. Are we are we recovered? You're this all recovered. Right? Everything's okay. back to normal. Um life is good. Sure it is. For so, me. I want to prepare for my next activity. Hey, all right. What are you doing to prepare for your next activity? I am uh, researching Aaron Kent. And by research, um, I mean I am finding someone who has information on Aaron Kent. And uh, um, is 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 torture a line or a veil? Uh, no, don't torture people, please. Let's not torture people, please. We're good people. Then uh, let, let's say it's roughing a veil. somebody up is is fine. I I believe I if I haven't lined torture, yeah. I will line torture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I go, and I find. Um, Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary. Your what's your contact from before, right? And um, Mary doesn't know she's meeting me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I jump from the uh, fire escape in front of her and slam her against the wall, and Mary, Mary is very much like, "Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take your dollars from your wallet last time we met. I apologize. What is the deal?" Uh, she doesn't recognize me at first. Oh, we're gonna look at him, Michael. Ignore what I said. Carry on. You're doing great. And I say, I, I, I put a, I put my, I, I'm a little disheveled. Uh, my hair hasn't been kept. My fingernails have not been filed. And I put a long, sharp one, against her throat. And I say, you're going to tell me what you know about Aaron Kent. Mary will not resist. That will get you your three juice for what you need to do when you get up there. All right. Now, remember, juice is used to change the game. Because I don't think I'm going to play through Mary being like, what do you need? Because you might, you might change what that is later on. So you have three juice to use for the next scene. Remember that for next scene for you to use against Erin Kent. You have one more downtime. I'm going to do 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 do. Um so that is prepare for your next activity. Mm-hmm. And uh Can we um, say I explore my mythos? Oh, cool. How do you explore mythos? Um, and can that manifest as how I've changed? 
Okay, I'm down for that. All right. Tell me what tell me oh, what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I see what you're doing, Mo. So um When do we I I I I guess I'll kinda do that when 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 next we meet and I introduce myself to the group. Sounds good to me. Well, why don't we have it so everybody meets in the diner before we go on to the next scenes? Because then everyone has an idea of what's going on. Everyone knows where they are and what they want to do. Sound fair, everyone? Okay, once again, the diner. Smell of cherry pie and coffee in the air. People moving about, minding your own business. You all mostly left alone to do whatever you wish to do. What would you like to do right now? Uh, Adam's going to walk in with everybody else at the diner, if that's okay. Do it. And um, you you know, you recognize it's Adam because the man who walks in is wearing Adam's pants. The man who walks in is wearing a shirt without cufflinks. But it has Adam's monogram on 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 the sleeve. But Adam looks like he's uh, been through some shit. And uh, he sits down. And uh, it's almost confirmed it's Adam when the waitress brings Adam his coffee the way he likes it. And he says, are you guys ready? His face is sallow. His uh, complexion is pale. Adam's not been taking care of himself. You've been gone a while, Adam. You look like shit. It's good to see you, though. You too. Are you okay? I'm ready to get some shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam, I don't know if he wore makeup or if he just kind of had a glow of respectability, but you couldn't see the stitching of the patches mm. of flesh on his face before. And it's not pretty. Are you sure you're okay? Because you don't look it. I could ask the other one that about you. Is that referring to Shanti? Yes. Mm. I'm fine. But, but why, why would you ask the other one about me? I'm Everything's fine. I look great. What do you... Excuse you. The man says he's fine. He smiles. Okay, fine. We have we have a lot of work to do. I have some uh, information about Aaron Kent. I have the ways that the rats get in. Are you ready to go? Do we what know we enough to take right him there? on, or them on? 
Are you saying, are you asking, are we enough, Holly? I'm asking, do we know what we're getting ourselves into? Has it mattered before? It's going to matter now. I know a few things, too, that you all should know. It matters. I'm, I, I mean, Holly, 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 you, you've never been one to shy away from a fight or getting shit done. Are you all right? Maybe you want to take a breath, Adam. Holly kind of looks and... Did I tell you what I was doing in the dream for the last month? Because, um, yeah, there's a fight coming and we need to be ready for it. Where's it coming from? I don't know yet, but, um, I had enough mindless killing in there. And what we need is to find out exactly who and what needs to be broken. We can't just keep swinging because innocent people get hurt. It's more than that. Uh, Lloyd, let me know if this goes too far. Uh, but Jacob's going to bring out a a storybook, a children's storybook. You all know the story. I went to every library in town. Take a guess at what's missing from all of them. Red. Right? Even I know what red means, basically. I asked, I asked around. Red has never existed. What we're dealing with here isn't just some kind of monster. I can come back from getting killed. I can come back from getting cut open by an axe. But whatever we're going up against took away something that was more than just a part of me. They took away something that was for fucking ever. And it's just gone. Gone. As in never fucking existed. That's what we're going up against. I'm not backing down. But I am not going in blind. You almost hear Adam sit back and groan. And he says, it seems that all the pieces have moved. I figured out. I spent a lot of time, years, trying to find a way to prove that they were wrong to the world. I know what they did to me. I knew what they were doing to others. And I thought, if the world knew the truth, 
the world would get better. And that shit ain't been working. We didn't kill Venus when we had the chance. Aaron Kent has been at the behind so much of this. I called her. Them. I called them, and you know what they said? They said it was about time. They're they're taunting you clearly. Try to get under your skin. They bend under my skin. They put my skin together. Oops, wrong metaphor. You're smarter than this. I'm powerful. And I've spent my power hoping that good would prevail. And the only thing that's going to fix this is tearing the shit down. Damn right. Okay, well, before you do, what do you remember about Alice? Alice. Since I can't stop you. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. I'd almost forgot about Alice. Well, seems we all have. That was the name that we got from Venus of the next Dream Eater. That's right. Something's going on with that one. Her dreaming. It's disconnected, but it's doing something. Something I can't see. Something that's bigger than all of us. Do you remember? Sorry, please finish. She's been connected to every single one of her cases. She has a tattoo from Lynette. She's been to the old folks' home. She helped facilitate the contract with Or Productions and the Foundation. She is pulling all of these little bits of evidence and notes out of her pocket, like that she had stuffed everything into, and it's like one thing after another after another, just as a stack. A clown of, car of evidence. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's all just coming out of this one jacket pocket. It's from like a, a never-ending handkerchief. Yep, Mo, you you didn't you weren't here for this part, but Priya like went full on like mildly creepy stalker, and so she like put on a full wig and costume to go stalk. Alice, and so it's just been like she's just been shoving oh evidence. God. I have in her one used pocket. coffee grounds. I have. <laughs> yep, yep. It was it was all shoved in one pocket. It was just yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she's pulling all this out, and then she adds, "Do you remember what she said to us that first time we all met in the dreaming?" She had something to tell us. No, she said she was sent there. We had a job to do. Someone told her to be there. She said she had something to tell us. She said she would meet us here. Someone told her to be there. Someone told her to be at the old folks home. Someone told her to go get a tattoo. Someone told her to be at all of these places. Guess where she works? The Aaron Kent Foundation. 
I'm with you, Adam. I'm furious. But if Aaron Kent, the let's say it's Aaron Kent. If Aaron Kent has the power to make Red disappear, I've never met Red, but like the the idea of Red, like I know that I'm an actress. I know how stories work. Red exists in stories, but now she doesn't. Red doesn't exist. And if Aaron Kent has the power to remove Red, then what's to stop them from removing Blue? Our inaction will let them do whatever they want. No one at this table is letting them off the hook. No. But we're not going to jump into their trap. We play our way. What's your plan, Wolf? Lay a trap for them. We don't go knocking on their castle. We lure them out where they're vulnerable. I like that better. Should we they go to Venus's house? Should they we go to Venus's house and string her up? Let me fucking finish. They want dreams. And the wolf starts to come a bit further out in Jacob's demeanor. They want dreams. They want people inspired so they can feed off of them. Well, we've got the most powerful fucking rock star right here at our table. Let's put on a show. A show they can't turn down. How Make about... them show up in person. How about a film set? Hear me out. Our film set. Our sage. Our soundstage. We can do whatever we want. It is our space to lay a trap. Because things went so well, we were on, we were on a soundstage last time, or a this film is set. Different. And and uh, actually, I wasn't there. It, that was Venus. I was there. My character was not. <laughs> I was like, screw you! You weren't even here. <laughs> she hold doesn't on, even go first, here. She doesn't even go here. First of all. You weren't there. Second of all, <laughs> if you were there, Shanti would be coming out of the out of the woodworks right now, and she would be the one to say, "This is different." And it's like Priya's almost kind of like vibrancy returns. Like the color just kind of comes back to her a little bit. This is different. This is us doing things our way, not the way that it has been done before. We have seen the patterns of the past. This time, we write the script. This time, we tell a story. We do it on our terms. The rock opera of Red and her Riding Hood? Why not? I'll even play Red. Red, Red deserves to be remembered. And we are the only ones who remember her, so therefore, we will immortalize her. Adam puts his cup down. I hate this plan. 
That's why it'll work. So we throw the biggest concert High City's ever been, ever had. We pull something that the Dream Eater has erased from reality and we try to bring it back. And then what? We confront Aaron Kent. Aaron Kent doesn't leave the tower, the foundation. They live at the penthouse. No, they'll come. They'll come. We'll give them a Aaron, good enough reason. They'll to... send min- They'll send minions. Aaron Kent lives off of their fame, their power behind their name. If they're called out publicly enough, it'll be shameful to not show up. I think weakness. if. I think putting on this concert will help people see something, help them imagine. And those Aaron Kent has in their clutches will just give her more juice. We'll tell the story of Little Red Riding Hood. The big bad wolf who is hunting down Little Red Riding Hood. Their name will be Aaron Kent. Aaron Kent will have to show up. Aaron Kent swallowed them whole. If 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 they don't send lawyers instead. It's called a bait and switch. They won't know that they're funding the anti-Aaron Kent movie until the last minute. I can't do this without you. That part, I agree with. So I'll play along. If this doesn't work... Are you with me? Till the end. If this doesn't work, are you with us? This doesn't work. I'm killing Aaron Kent. Won't stop you. I'll be there. Everything they've done, they deserve to be in the ground. Priya, like, puts up a finger, there's a tiny little flame on the end of it, just wink, wink. I know this is personal for you, Adam. It's personal for all of us. Just don't lose yourself for vengeance. I know that one. It's not a good ending. We'll be there with you. And how do you suppose you're going to do a set and a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff with no equipment and nothing else? Says a voice from the door. Venus, just the person I was hoping for. Actually, not Venus. Damn. Who is it? Padme stands there, and she takes a deep breath, and she goes, "You're gonna need a damn good crew for this. The best." And that's what we're going to today's session. Everybody, thank you for playing. Um, hope everybody had a good time. We're going to stop there. My name is Lloyd. Have a great, wonderful time. Everyone, we're going to do our sign-outs right now, starting with Mo. Hey, I'm Mo. Um, I play Adam. You can see me in my work at uh, ashyfeet.com. Uh, then we jump up to Rose. 
Hi, I've been Rose, finally back playing Holly Hart. You can find me online at roserpgs.card.co, two R's in card. Uh, Jacob. Who? Uh, you can find Joe in the game. Okay. <laughs> um, if you become a player, um, if you would like to follow me, Joe, your outro player who's been playing Jacob, you can do so. You're a very I immersive player, that. Joe. You can, you can get in touch with me by doing the following. And please listen carefully because this is very dangerous if done incorrectly. Cuff your hands around your mouth and whisper the name of your enemy slowly and see them in your mind's eye falling prey to the worst fate possible. And as you whisper that name, think, oh, if only, if only, if only. And as you release your hands from your lips, go ahead and go to your internet browser and type in uh, twitter.com slash g-o-e-k-o-u and there maybe if you've done this correctly you might find something <laughs> Liana please finish this <laughs> <laughs> shit I don't know how to follow that Whew. one up I'll just say um, something at this uh, point listen, <laughs> okay alright alright okay hold up hold up hold up this is a very special outro oh god outro. here we go oh god come on give me this this is a very you got this. special Let's outro Please, please, this is a very special outro. I don't normally do this. Normally I say hi on Leona, you can find me on Twitter. Oh, the Leona Maple. This time I don't care about that. This time, if you are watching, if you are listening, Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I need you to come join me on twitch.tv forward slash questline DD. That's once again, February 28th, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Twitch.tv forward slash questline dandy. If you can't, it's okay. It'll also be on the questline YouTube afterwards, but that's besides the point. I need you there. We are doing a very, very special uh DD one shot for Black History Month. It is set in the Caribbean. I have the honor of bearing witness to this incredible creation. Uh high fantasy, Caribbean, Caribbean high fantasy. Hello. Um, and with the most incredible people, it's an all-local film studio setup type thing. It is just beautiful the work that they did the set the costume the crews the makeup the lighting the everything blew my freaking mind and i would love to have as many people possible there because it is i don't even care if they invite me back but it is so important to me that more people get to experience amazing black culture and that the people at questline know that they need to keep funding the Compass Isles and continue to make this happen. It is one of their own, uh, Elaine, uh, who is the G DM, and the Compass Isles is his own creation. He grew up in the Turks and Caicos, and it's phenomenal. We only got a taste of it, and I know there's so much more there, and I need them to know that it is so good and that more and more and more needs to happen. So please, if you're listening, please join me in the chat so that we can run up their numbers and so that y'all can enjoy some absolutely phenomenal Caribbean culture, because let's. It, that was the part that was my favorite. Was just the blackness of it all. Happy Black History Month! That's the very last day of Black History Month. We will see you there. And I would like to thank our audience <laughs> and our chat mods for their amazing work. I am slowly dying. <laughs> <laughs> 
My energy is all gone. Oh, no. <sighs> Thank you to our amazing patrons who keep us odd free and independent. It's because of you that we are able to play games that we enjoy without worrying about publishing companies and system popularity. You can join the heroic ranks at happyjacks.org forward slash Patreon. Join us next time. Uh, for our next session, uh, this was session number seven. Number seven of Happy. I was happy to see heaven on high, one of a kind. The title for today. If you want to catch the past episodes, you can find it on habitat.org forward slash heaven on high. If you want other APs, you can find it on Habitat's on network. Fix it happyjacks.org for everything else. My name is Lloyd. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.